The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, DVXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown. I'm not coming to you live, but I am coming to you from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. We're recording today uh, due to the time restraints of our guest, and happy to have her come on, and I'm going to introduce you to her in just a moment. But I am the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and also for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here. It's Friday, finally, again. (laughs) It's like I just had Friday two days ago. That's what it seems like for me. In any case, if you'd like to check us out online, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're heading over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, scroll down on the right side of the page, and we will be streaming in this area here, which you can't, obviously you're listening, you're wanting to come over, you can't see. But for the viewing audience, it's the second video down. 
You'll be able to click on that. You'll see it's going live. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Just click it, blow it up on your device, whatever it is that you're watching on, and then click on the – there'll be a little icon there for the platform that we're on. Click on that and join us in the uh, chat. Usually we have a number of people in there in the mornings, um, usually 100, 200 people to start off with. It's always good to see you guys in there. But uh, for now, well, this was – today's show (laughs) that's there in its place now right above that is bradley's show from the previous day so if you miss that and you want to catch that you can click on that and play it he'll go live in that section the one the video above where we're doing live he'll be in there 3 p.m eastern 2 p.m central so be sure to check that out and right above that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter we don't rent your email sell it or spam it you get one email from us a day including the morning show archive and things we're going to talk about today and then finally Look, we never ask you for money, but a lot of people say, how, how can we help you guys? How can we support you? Because we not only do radio, we not only do Internet, but we go out in the 50 states and we teach the people about our Christian and constitutional heritage, calling them back to the foundations we were established on and not to retreat from the fight that we're in. So if you want to be a part of that, if you'd like to support us and help meet, us, meet our needs in that, there's a donate button. You can make a one-time donation at the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. There's also a way where you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, and that is also at the top of the page. And then finally, our store is available, lots of products in there, great conversation starters. This week, we're highlighting the prayer that rocked the Capitol. Again, this is about Bradley's prayer from 2011 in the Minnesota House session. As soon as he, as soon as he prayed that prayer, literally within minutes, 2,000 media outlets across the country were all over it and distorting what he had actually said. I mean, it's... To be honest, it was a very benign prayer, and yet you'll see how the media operates. Pick up this. It's normally $20. This week through Saturday night at midnight, you can get it for 25% off when you use the promo code PRAYER in the checkout. Promo code PRAYER gets you 25% off, and uh, that's through Saturday at midnight. All right. So the other day, we put out a story, and lo and behold, I didn't re- I didn't realize that it was going to be right across the line from me in North Carolina. And uh, I followed some things back, and there was a, a young lady who had – she was kind of cornered into getting these one of these experimental shots. She didn't want to have it. She doesn't believe in – and I'll let her say it in her own words, but she doesn't believe that people ought to be mandated to have things pumped into their bodies, and I agree with her. And what happened with this young lady was she had an anaphylaxis reaction. Now, we've talked about that with Kate, and the the problem was she was put in this position by her hospital that she works for by the federal government because you've heard you've heard the rhetoric coming out of the illegitimate Biden administration where they said we're going to work we're going to be fascist, we're going to be a fascist right in your face. Public private partnerships is what they are. They've been working with Facebook and others to censor the truth about what these shots are doing to people. And then, on top of that, they're going and they're working public-private partnerships in order to get rid of anybody in the workforce who disagrees with the narrative, who doesn't want to take the, this deadly shot. I mean, some people have called it the Depop shot. You know, a lot of different names for it. The, the Fauci ouchie is one of my favorites from somebody in our chat room. <laughs> but in any case, once I did this, I found out that she was close by, and I tried to reach out to her and, and did that through Instagram, was able to get a hold of her. She said, yes, I'd love to tell my story. And uh, so on the line we have with us, Jess, who is the lady here, I'm going to keep her last name kind of hidden 
and uh, she's on the line with us, and she wants to tell her story. And so, Jess, welcome to the Sons of Liberty. Great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, now, can let's let's just start off this way. Why don't you tell people just a little bit about yourself, maybe some of your background, and how you got to do the work that you're doing, because you're a lab assistant in the, the hospital that you work at, and so maybe you can tell people a little bit about what you do, how you got in that position, and things of that nature leading up to what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so um, what I do is I am a clinical lab assistant, um, so I help with you know the testing of body parts and blood and stuff like that. Um, I am also kind of like an administrative assistant um, to our pathologist, so I basically do anything that they need me to, get the results out for patients, everything like that. Um, sometimes I feel like an octopus, honestly. <laughs> um, but I came to healthcare uh, about six years ago, and I chose healthcare because I have cystic fibrosis. Um, have it, I've had it since I was about three months old. So I've always been in the healthcare uh, field, kind of, you know, at home. Um, my mom's also a nurse. Um, my grandparents worked in the hospital. I just kind of grew up basically in the hospital a lot, um, whether it be for myself or just, you know, with my family. Um, so that's how I kind of got into the field. Okay. All right. And we were talking yesterday and it was, uh, it was a little bit comical. Um, we, we were speaking about the fact that, that you do some work in the morgue. And I, I asked if you ever get creeped out about that or anything like that. And you said, no, no, it's not a problem. Uh, I guess as long as somebody doesn't sit up, that isn't really dead, that they proclaim dead and, and scared you to death. But, uh, <laughs> but you're, you're, you're very excited about your work and you're very passionate about that. And you actually enjoy doing those kinds of things, which, I don't know a lot of women that like would like to be handling organs and things of that nature. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes it can get pretty weird and pretty creepy, but on a normal work day, it's very like my staff is very down to earth and like we're such a good working group. We have great teamwork and it just helps like the teamwork helps us remember at the end of the day what we're doing and why we're there. Um, and I full heartedly, like I never want to leave healthcare, um, because I just love it so much. I love helping people and we put out a lot of cancer diagnosis and, um, that's partially why, because my grandma has had cancer twice. Um, now she has cancer and, um, again, and so, you know, it's important. It hits home. It's, it's close to home. Um, it just makes your work worthwhile, honestly. Yeah. Now our, our, um, our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimrani, she comes on tomorrow at 8am for people who are interested in tuning in. Uh, Kate had breast cancer, some very severe breast cancer years ago, I think almost 10 years ago, uh, had a double vasectomy. And the day after she had the surgery, she said, I wish I hadn't had it because she began to read Dr. Gerson's uh, therapy and she, they told her if she didn't do chemotherapy after that, that she'd be dead in 18 months. And here she is 10 years later. All her friends who had gotten breast cancer are dead, she said. So, wow. So she did it through a natural means, not through any kind of a medicine, chemo kind of thing, because we know what that's doing. It's really killing the body. I mean, it's killing the internal organs and stuff. But I know people want to help people in that. And so I appreciate, I applaud that. In fact, you were telling me a story. And I, I wonder if you might wouldn't mind sharing just the care that you give 
even to those who have died. Would you share that story that you had about uh, taking care of the little baby who had died? Yes. Um, so recently we had a infant pass away at birth. Um, I believe it was a stillborn, but I'm not, I'm not quite honest. Um, it was a while ago, but um, they asked me to go down to the morgue to pick it up because we do autopsies on babies. And I brought it back up and I was taking my time because um, I didn't want to like hit bumps. And, you know, the baby was covered up, wrapped in a blanket. He was very small. So it really like it didn't even look like anything was in the bassinet. Um, But I was taking my time and going very slow. I got back up to the lab and they said, wow, uh, that took you long enough. And I said, well, I mean, I wanted to respect the baby. This is somebody's child that died. And I don't want to just hit bumps in the hallway and, you know, make the baby, you know, move at certain ways that hurts him or whatever. And they kind of laughed at me and they were like, well, the baby's like dead. So you're not going to hurt him. And I just like, I have a soft spot for that kind of, you know, area. And I, I don't see patients as any different dead or alive. I take care of patients the same way. Um, so that's, that's just how I've always been, um, how I always will be. It doesn't matter if they're dead or alive. I will take care of your loved ones with the utmost respect, um, as long as you allow me to. So I was very respectful with that baby and had the utmost, you know, slowness (laughs) trying to get him up there and get the autopsy done and figure out why he passed away. Yeah, the only reason I wanted you to bring that up, I realize the baby's dead too. The baby's not noticing anything about that, but there is a certain respect, at least that we used to have in this country, for the body. And from the Christian standpoint, you know, the bodies were to be buried. We we read, you know, all about that through Scripture. We we even see where John the Baptist, who was beheaded, uh, because he had been calling out the sins of Herod, uh, that his disciples came and they buried the body. They cared. They they had respect for the body, not to just leave it laying around, not to burn it um, or treat it roughly, but to treat it with respect. Because why? Well, the, we're made in the image of God, are we not? That's what we're. That's what we're told. And so. The the Bible tells us also that we're going to receive a new body. Uh, Those of us who are in Christ, we're going to receive a new body, one that is incorruptible. We're going to throw off the corruptible and put on the incorruptible. So I'm glad that you shared that story because I want people to understand your heart for what you're doing there in the hospital. Now, how long had you been seeing or or have you been aware with the push for these COVID shots, which they're not vaccines, they don't even meet the, the medical definition for vaccine, they meet it one for a medical device, and now we've seen Webster's and we've seen the CDC changing the definition for vaccines to cover their backsides because they've been putting out something that isn't a vaccine and fraudulently claiming it is. How long has it been with you working in the hospital you're working at, doing the work that you do, how long has it been that you've been hearing about these shots and have you heard any news uh, whether it be by the internet or by way of the hospital there, of people dying or having you know serious adverse uh, reactions to the shots that they're given? Yes. Um, so actually, I learned today of a patient that um, passed away. He was 34, and he had just got the vaccine last month, and he passed away. Um, and, of course, there's like a whole different protocol, and I – I'm sure that, you know, they tried to say that it wasn't the vaccine, it wasn't COVID, 
it was something else, but he actually had COVID as well. Forgot that little tidbit. So he got vaccinated a month ago and he got COVID and then he was in respiratory failure. Um, and he ultimately passed away uh, today, actually. And I know of a lot of other people on social media that have had adverse reactions, just like I have. Um, luckily, I haven't had anything that's been harmful, like tremors or, you know, shakes or whatever like that. But um, I've had a lingering headache. That's all I've had. But I have had a lot of people reach out to me and say that, you know, I'm not the only one and they've had adverse reactions and they shake now or they have, um, you know, ongoing migraines or stuff like that. Um, I've been in healthcare for six years and a year and a half with this pandemic. So it's um, and I, I have only been hearing about the shot maybe since January. They started pushing it really hard right. in about April. Okay, so so you you know of people who've contacted you through social media because of what you posted, and then you know about somebody who died today. Thirty four years old is is young. I mean, and yeah. uh, so d- have there been others though that what I'm I guess what I'm getting at is in the hospital that you've heard about where there's this potential, at least questionable, whether or not they've taken the shot and they have suffered a very serious adverse effect or they've had or they've died as a result. Have you heard about those other than the one you mentioned today? No, they they keep that hush hush. Okay, okay. Um just to be honest with you, um they don't tell us much. The only reason I know some stuff is because I work where I work and I see a lot of that kind of stuff and testing come through. Um but they keep it really hush hush if they pass away from COVID they say COVID, but if it's a vaccine interaction or they just had the vaccine or whatever, um, they're going to say, oh, no, it was her underlying illness like cirrhosis or it was her underlying illness, cystic fibrosis. Well, you know, my family, if I ever got in that situation, my family would know that that's not true because I am a perfectly healthy cystic fibrosis individual and I thank God for that every day. Um, I'm not ever sick. I have 100% lung function. I'm completely, quote unquote, normal. And um, thanks to science for that, because I'm on FDA approved medication that changed my life about two years ago. So I, you know, I don't disagree with science, but I do kind of, kind of question, you know, sometimes, especially with this this shot. Um, it's just not, I don't believe it's safe. It hasn't gone through enough approvals. It hasn't been studied like the polio vaccine. It hasn't been studied like, you know, the flu vaccine. Um, it's just, it went what, nine months. I mean, maybe 11 months at most. And then it was, you know, from thought to actual finish. So it didn't go very long and they just published it. So it's very, very hard to get behind something that wasn't studied for long enough. Well, I agree. I, and I, I challenge people, and, and so does uh, Kate, that, you know, show me something in a vaccine that is conducive to our health. Anything. And none of it is. Right. None of us would put those things that they put in a vaccine in our body. We just wouldn't do that. And so I, even with the studies, the long-term studies, there are things that we found out through whistleblowers who've come out and said, oh, they're telling us that there's no link to autism with vaccines. And we know there is. They shredded the information. We've had doctors who were part of that who've come out and told us, oh, yeah, we gave this stuff and they got rid of it. They didn't want that out. They didn't want to say anything. 
So I, I realize there's a lot of things. I'm not against science either. And science is really the study of the creation. And yeah. it is coming to the conclusions that God himself has said after after him, or, or thinking his thoughts after him. We're discovering really what God has done in the same way a judge looks into the law and discovers law and then applies that. But we do the same kind of thing. Now, here's here's the thing. Mandates... Uh, were your was was your hospital was it mandating you to get a shot before the Biden administration said anything about mandating shots and working with uh, private entities and corporations and businesses and stuff to to push that on their employees? Um. So it started mandating it. Um. It was before the Biden administration announced that over 100 people in an employer employment um, had to be vaccinated. If you have over 100 employees is what I'm trying to say. Um, It was before that. I want to say it was in. um, I had just gotten to my job. I switched hospitals Um, probably in June or July. They mandated it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what they were doing was they were beginning to prep for that. So my guess is they were already reaching out to a lot of businesses anyway, uh, especially any kind of big healthcare facilities. And just my thought in the matter is they're going to work to try to because a lot of nurses just chose and doctors chose said I'm not taking that thing because they saw that there was no real science behind it, and they saw the damage it was calling, causing, and they've they've left. And my guess is they're going to try to fill the positions with foreigners. At least that's what they're telling us in New York. And if not, they're going to blame it. They're going to be blaming the overrunning of the hospital on us unvaccinated people. And uh, of course, yep. what's going to be the problem is the staff. It's going to be less. So you've got about two or three months here since that that mandate came down. When they gave you that mandate. Were they saying you have until such and such a date to get it? Or were they saying, we're strongly advising you get this because we are going to mandate it? How did that kind of play out? No, from the get-go, it was you have until October 31st, 2021. Um, You have until October 3rd to get the first vaccine. And three weeks from that, so October 24th, to get your second. And you have to be fully vaccinated by October 31st. Okay. All right. Now... You also went to them. You had cystic fibrosis. Would you mind telling people who don't know what that is, what that is, how it affects your body, and why you made that an issue? And I think you made another issue as far as an exemption before we find out what exactly happened to you. Can you tell them a little bit about that? Yeah. um, So cystic fibrosis is a lung disorder um, or lung disease. It's genetic. Um, It affects all major bodily organs that produce uh, mucus. So your body um, produces mucus normally, but my body has thick, sticky mucus, and it's really hard for um, me to fight off bacteria and sicknesses. Like the common cold can turn into pneumonia for me. Um, a sniffly nose can turn into the flu. Uh, so it's it's really important that I'm not around like really sick people or try to stay the social distance, which was. The funny thing when this whole thing came out, because I was kind of kidding with myself, like I've been social distancing my whole life. Like I'm never around sick people. Um, And I've been wearing a mask like around in the hospital when I'm around sick people in the hospital. I've always worn a mask. So it's nothing new for me. um, But, you know, because of the the shot, it was. Um, But yeah, cystic fibrosis affects 
really every single, they call it a lung disorder, but it affects every single organ. Um, my pancreas insufficiency makes me have diabetes. Um, I, let's see, I, I take a lot of medications for different things. Um, but my lungs right now, like I said, are really good. They're a hundred percent, um, because of a new medication. So I'm doing pretty good right now. Okay. All right. Now you decided to have the shot and can you tell us the date it was, what you, when you went in, what the shot was that you have? In other words, what was the manufacturer of the, the shot that you took? And then what transpired after that? Yeah. So September 16th, um, I went in for my shot at my primary care. I got the Pfizer, um, because that's the one with the least side effects and quote unquote, it's FDA approved now, which I still don't really believe that. Um, I believe it's still, you know, uh, okay for emergency use. Um, but I don't think it was ever really FDA approved. I think that was just a a cover they did. Um, but I went in and I got the shot. Um, my doctor, I have a lot of doctors. So this particular doctor did not want me to get it. He was very aware, like very nervous and aware that I was high anxiety ridden. Um, I was very nervous. I was twitching the whole time because I was so nervous. (laughs) And, um, he said, I don't want to give this to you just as much as you don't want it, but I have to. And um, because if you want your job and I said, I submitted a religious exemption, but I'm hearing that they're not going to approve them um, because they haven't approved um, a few people that I know of. And I was told by my other doctor that the administration um, said, told all the physicians in the administration not to give out medical exemptions to patients because there is quote, no medical reason not to get the COVID vaccine. Oh my goodness. Has he not, have they not read the Nuremberg code? Well, so I, I, of course, you know, that as much as that pissed me off really in to put it in, you know, nice terms. Um, I said, you know what, I'm going to get it. And because I love healthcare and healthcare is my life and my heart is in it. And I just don't have a heart for anything like I do healthcare. Um, I do a couple other things on the side, but not, not anything like healthcare. And so I said, I'm going to get it. Well, within five minutes of getting it, I had itchy head, like felt like bees and ants were attacking me and my hair, my face turned flushed. I was getting hives and everything around, um, yeah, that picture around my mouth and my nose area. I got a bad rash. I still have the rash. Um, I'm putting lavender oil on it actually to help with it. Um, but it just all broke out. My lips, like around my lips started turning like a bluish white. Uh, then my lips started tingling and that's when they kind of were like, okay, um, your lips are tingling. That's not good. Um, that means soon you could stop breathing. So, and I still had hives everywhere on my chest, on my, you know, breathing area, like my torso, my arms, neck, everything. Um, They gave me a shot of Solumedrol and a shot of Benadryl and um, it calmed it down. So they didn't have to give me um, Epi, but they were about to. Um, Sorry, I have cats. Um, They were about to give me Epi, but I could still breathe. So it wasn't like needed. 
Um, but he did advise me that if I started itching again that night, because he said it could come back to go mm-hmm. straight to the ER, take Epi and go straight to the ER because it was, you know, another adverse reaction. Um, within about 10 minutes of getting Solumedrol and Benadryl, I was better. I was still itching, but I was better. I was still itching kind of about 72 hours after the shot. Um, And then I missed a whole week of work. Okay. All right. Well, you know, the, the, the video or the, the pictures that we showed uh, here, especially this one, you know, I was, I, I had wondered about it when I saw them and I'll bring this up for the audience. I had wondered about it when I saw them because it looked like you were really irritated there. And you talked about the hives and you told me yesterday, a lot of this was, was done from scratching because your face got so itchy, if you will. How long did it take yeah. for once that started, once it got up into your, your head area, how long did it take for that to kind of alleviate it? Um, well, it took about five minutes to come out and be that bad because I was clawing my face and I have nails, so it was even worse. Um, still like there, the bumps are still there, but it's not as red and irritated. Um, but I still have some itching there. It's like it just permanently scarred it, kind of. Um, it took about probably five days to actually calm down and not be so red and inflamed. Okay. All right. Now, what happens as a result of your reaction? Uh, were there any other things besides the itchiness that, that took place there? I mean, were you having other problems as far as any kind of an adverse effect? Um. So... I wasn't to the point of not being able to breathe yet. However, my lips tingling was the sign closest to not breathing. Um, And then I just had uh, itchiness, like severe, severe allergic reaction itchiness. And I'm allergic to a lot of stuff. And I've had anaphylaxis before. um, And it it felt the exact same way. Um, But nothing else besides like, the hives, the itchy, the red face. Um, I got real flushed. Like I got red band syndrome is what they call it. Um, I got that. That was, and that's like a, that's like an anaphylactic response. It's called red man syndrome. Okay. All right. Well, here's the thing. I'm wondering, does the hospital, do they have to, do, they have to make a report on this kind of reaction? And I think you said your doctor did make that report. What did he include in that? What did he say to you regarding what had happened to you here? So he sent me the um, doctor's note that he put into the VAERS system. Um, He said that I got hives. I uh, started itching within five minutes. I was clawing my face. It felt like bees and ants were in my head attacking me. He put quotes, like quotes that I was saying during it. Um, In fact, I even started crying because I was itching so bad. And he, he asked me, he was like, is it, is it really bad? And I was like, yes, I just want to stop itching. And so he was like, yeah, this is not, this is not good. And after that, um, he told me that my employer, cause he's with the same employer. Um, my employer might not consider this a anaphylactic reaction and they might not exempt me, um, because they don't consider that to be anaphylaxis. 
Um, it's when you stop breathing is anaphylaxis. Well, so we looked into that and he said, any form of anaphylaxis, you, you were definitely in an anaphylactic reaction. It, you almost couldn't breathe. Your lips were tingling, which is why we did, ep or we did Benadryl and Solumedrol immediately and told you to go to the ER if your lips started tingling again or you started itching to push epi. Um, so my employer still might not exempt me from this. And if they don't, I just don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, you had a, you had an exemption, whether they acknowledge it or not. And again, I, I just, I can't believe there isn't anybody out there who will help people in these kind of situations. Now, just so we're clear, Jess, you were telling me on the phone, I mean, you have a different perspective than I do. Uh, I am an anti-vaxxer. I don't mind if people call me that. I see no good comes from vaccines. And when we actually go to the history, we see a whole lot of carnage they leave behind. Whether it is, um, you know, the Spanish flu, there were millions of people that died from the shots, not from any flu. And they, they even did many tests that we don't even do today. We just assume a lot of thing, things we pass on to one another. But the fact of the matter was they did face-to-face -face confrontations. They took stuff from their eyes and their nose and their throats, and they put them in healthy patients, and they couldn't get them to get the flu and all of this kind of stuff. So there's a lot where I have a lot of questions about, you know, the so-called medicine and science behind a lot of things that we get, and especially more recently with the, uh, the AIDS and the H1N1. But mm -hmm. one of the things, you know, that we've been talking about here on the Sons of Liberty comes from the book of Revelation, 1823. And, and people know that I look at the book of Revelation as largely being fulfilled. There's still some to be fulfilled, but it's largely fulfilled in the first century. It's carrying out, this is John's Olivet Discourse, which he didn't have an Olivet Discourse, and the only gospel writer who didn't have one. And one of the things he speaks about, even at that time, is, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And the term sorceries is where we get our word pharmacy from. It's a Greek word called pharmakia. And so they're using drug use to deceive the people. And that's it's nothing new under the sun, uh, the book of Ecclesiastes tells us. But we've been bringing this to light because of things even you've mentioned in this that you've seen as somebody who's not an anti-vaxxer uh, and somebody who didn't want this pushed on them either. So you took a road that says, People have liberty to either take it or not take it, depending on what should be informed consent, and um, and that it shouldn't be mandated, it shouldn't be pushed on them by their employer, by the government, and I fully agree with that. But here are these things here, and I guess I'm wondering, these people have already seen that the first shot has caused you a problem. Are they really... Yes. And and, the, and your doctor wrote on there that you were at the point where you couldn't almost breathe. Are they really going to take the doctor's notes? And I would get copies of those if I were you and put them back. Are they really going to take and be risking going to court for mandating that you go through that again and possibly not be able to breathe or even worse, God forbid, you not get up off the, the table that you're on to get the shot? Right. I would hope not. I would hope that my employer would be better than that. Um, but honestly, I can just go off of what we've heard. Um, because that's what we've heard is, you know, they may not accept religious exemptions, they may not accept medical exemptions. 
the only reason I got it was because I heard that they weren't going to accept my religious exemption um, or I would have never tried. Um, and I didn't do a medical, like I said, because we heard I heard from my other physician that the employer has told every physician not to give out medical exemptions um, due to there not being a medical reason not to get the shot. And and let me put this into perspective. I've been in healthcare for almost seven years now, but during this pandemic, I've been in healthcare almost two years because it's almost been two years since this pandemic, a year and a half and some change. I have been in this pandemic in healthcare and I still haven't gotten COVID. I still don't have any of the anti antibodies, uh, antigens, whatever. I don't have any of those. Um, so my thing is, you know, why do I have to get a shot when I've never had COVID? You've tested me several times. I mean, a lot of times. Never had it. Um, yeah, I know tons of people. My friends have had it. Um, but my house, my family, we have not had it. And my dad works for himself and he's in and out of customers' houses all day long. And some require a mask, some don't. He's never had it. My mom's a nurse. She's never had it. It's just like, I know COVID is real, um, but why would I be mandated to get a shot, especially with my history? Um, and I've also had Guillain-Barre syndrome when I was little, which I can't get the flu shot because of that. Um, but why would I be mandated to get a shot that I haven't even had COVID to begin with? So what's it saving me from? Well, yeah, I think a lot of people are asking that question. I find it interesting, though. Now, does does and, and the hospital you work for is probably, I don't know, the largest one that I know in the immediate area. And the question that I have is, if they know you can't take a flu shot because of the Guillain-Barre thing, and that's also been tied to this new COVID shot as well, I, I how can they mandate it? Are, are they mandating you? I'm, let me Let me change that. They aren't mandating you get the flu shot, right? Well, so that changed this year, too. Um, so I just heard, and I'm going to log in to see if that's correct. But I heard yesterday that they changed the flu shot um, vaccine rules. And if you haven't had Guillain-Barre within six weeks of your flu shot, then you have to get it. There is no exemption. Wow. Um, there, there's a religious. You can try for a religious, but you will not have a medical exemption. The only exemption is if you've had Guillain-Barre in the past six weeks. That did not used to be. I've been getting an exemption medical for the flu shot for seven years now. And then COVID happened, and this mandate with the COVID vaccine happened, and then this changed with the flu shot. Um, and we're in our flu season now so we have to get the flu shot by like november i think um but i will be filing i'll be trying trying to file for a medical exemption um if not i'll file for a religious well jess here's what i'm going to do uh after we're done with the show and once i close out everything i'm going to send you some some forms that we've reported on and uh, you need to you need to do this with your employer, not only for the flu shot, but even for if they try to push a second one. If if it was me, 
I, I, and I can only speak for me. I would have told them to fly, go fly a kite. There's no way I'm going to do it. You're going to have to fire me over it. And when you fire me, yeah. I'm going to go find an attorney who will take the job. And I mean, you've already had this reaction. Yeah, it's not, you don't have an inflamed heart or something like that. Like some of these young people that we're seeing coming up with, you, you haven't died. Uh, you, you haven't, you know, had the, the spasms, the muscle spasms and stuff that we've seen some people have, but it seems to me the law is really on your side and people are responding out of fear of fear. I'm going to lose my job fear. I'm not going to be able to, you know, keep my, keep my home cause I can't pay the rent or fear. I can't buy food or uh, we've got kids to take care of. I know what that's about. Me and my wife have 10 kids and I, you know, I don't know each time that things have changed in my life. Even as I got older, I was in construction for 18 years and got let go of that during the Obama time. I didn't know what I was going to do. You can't go make the money I was making doing that at, at Walmart or, you know, any right. other place I'd go. And so I started doing a lot of different other things the Lord kept providing along the way. I mean, he's faithful in that. I can say that to no attribution of myself, but he's faithful in that um, if we'd be faithful to him. And so I would encourage you to take that stand and say, no, I'm not doing it anymore. And uh, I'll get you some of the information. I'll get you some of the stuff because I'd like to see you take that stand for yourself and uh, and really take it to the to these people because they have no business, as you said, mandating these things. The additional thing is none of these shots have been tested together to see how they affect the bodies by being used within short amount of times with each other, like this flu shot and the the COVID shot. And I, my guess is is this, Jess. If you actually got something that wasn't a placebo, you actually got a real real deal jab here, that the next time they test you for COVID, you're probably going to test positive for it. That's just my guess. Um, I can't yeah. say that for sure. But, I, but because of the stuff we're seeing in that uh, has been reported, and now we've got Dr. Midday, who's been on the show several times. She's actually got the contents of that and looked at it herself. First, As far as I know, the first U.S. laboratory to look at what's in these vials, and I think it was the Pfizer shot, the stuff they're seeing in there is just downright creepy. Um, yeah. They've talked about stainless steel, copper, uh, other heavy metals, parasites, and not to mention all of the, the ingredients that we do know that's in there. And so, you know, I'd like to see you take that stand. I, I hate what's happened to you. I hate that you've been cornered into that. Um, but I'd love to see you take a stand for people. And I, I really want – that's why I wanted to bring you on the show – was you're a person who is, you told me you're not an anti-vaxxer and Mm -hmm. you, so you come from a different perspective and I want to know what would you say to somebody who's out there who might be facing the same situation you are? Maybe they have a religious exemption. Maybe they have a medical exemption or whatever the case may be. Maybe they're perfectly healthy or maybe they're, you know, they have cystic fibrosis or muscular dystrophy or you name whatever kind of health problem they have. What would you tell a person or how would you respond to a person who's saying, hey, I'm being pushed into this. I'm really concerned about this. What kind of advice you as a person who is who is not an anti- anti-vaxxer, who's had a shot, who's had the first shot, what would you say to them? Would you Would you encourage them to be careful, be wary of that, to move away from that? Or would you encourage them to go ahead and do it? So I've actually had a lot of people, um, as you know, my story kind of went global at this point. I was saying viral, but I say global now, um, which is crazy. I've had a lot of people all over the world tell me that they're in the same predicament um, as I was put in and wondering about advice. And I've 
have told them that you have to follow your heart, number one. Number two, be sure to talk about it with your loved ones, with your doctor, with um, God. Honestly, pray about it. Um, I know I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I do believe that vaccines should be studied thoroughly, um, you know, or something bad could happen like this. Um, I have it real good and nothing bad has happened to me that is long-term effects yet, knock on wood. Um, you know, I just had a really bad reaction and no, it, everybody doesn't have that reaction. Um, but I would make sure to tell them they need to know the facts. They need to do their research. They can't just listen to the media. They can't just listen to the president and the administration. They can't listen to the hospitals um, because the hospitals are being mandated by the government. Um, you know, you can't listen to people that you think you can trust. You have to you have to trust yourself. Look within yourself. Pray about it. Um, the only reason I got it, like I said, was because I was told that it wasn't going to be approved, uh, my exemption, and I, my heart is in healthcare. Um, however, now I'm, <laughs> you know, somewhat rethinking that because um, if I really had to leave, I would probably sell essential oils. I already sell them, but not for a living. Um, but I would really get into that and make a, a living doing that. Um, so it, it's just something you have to really talk to your family, talk to your husband, your significant other, your parents. Um, you just, it's hard to say um, because everybody has come from different backgrounds. And, you know, I've, I've got people that aren't, um, that are against vaccines in all. And I see everybody as the same. I don't care if you're anti-vaxxer. I don't care if you're for vaccines. I'll love you just the same for who you are. Sure. Um, and I told them the same thing. You know, if you're against vaccines, then there's your answer. You have to do what you believe in. Um, so it's really comes down to you. Yeah, and I I agree with that. One of the things that uh, there was a couple of comments that you made here I want to ask you about, and this was on your Instagram post. And uh, you said this, I got it not because I wanted it. It's my human right to say no, and I agree with that. But I was forced to get it or I'd lose my job. Money over freedom. And I understand what you're saying. It's very hard to decide because you got you got family. You you want to make sure that, that everything's taken care of. I understand the pressure of that more than probably than more than most people do. <laughs> I really do. Uh, right. And then you, you explain what went on here. And you said, I hope Biden is sleeping peacefully tonight, knowing what he's done and what he's helped within our nation. I can't. I can. And you made this point here. I can choose abortion and kill a human life, but I have to have the vaccine. What happened to my body, my choice? A lot of people have been asking that question when they've when we've been told it's a choice and nobody ever finishes that sentence. It's a choice to murder your baby. That's what the pro-choice movement is. You right. said, oh, yeah, it's only when it's convenient for them. That's exactly right. Now, you had some people come after you on that and saying, why are you bringing the abortion issue in? Or they were some people were giving you a hard time about that. But you were making a perfect corollary to that, uh, at least from their argument. And I think you and I agreed when I said, yeah, but the body they're dismembering and they're pulling out of the mother's womb is not the mother's body. It's somebody else's body. Can you tell people a little bit about some of the stuff that you faced as a result of just this post of, of making that correlation and you're a person who can speak to it who's been injured? Yeah. So 
I said that. Um, and I did have a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of nasty messages um, that I ended up having to block. Um, but had a lot of people say, why, what does bo- abortion have to do? You had me until you said abortion. But it's the same thing. It's the same principle. No, it's not a vaccine, but it is the same principle. If I can choose to kill my baby growing inside of me, that is a human from the moment it hits the egg or whatever. Yeah, conception. <laughs> I'm not good yeah. with that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, once it hits that egg, you know, it is a human being. And if I can choose to murder that baby, then why do I have to get a vaccine or anything pushed onto me when it's not my choice, but I can choose to murder a human being and it not be considered murder and me not go to jail over that. I I have never understood that. I will never understood that. Um, And I had a lot of people say, no, it's not murder because it's not a, it's a cell. It's not a child. It's not a human being. And I just, I fully disagree. Um, I got a lot of backlash. I'm sure I've got, you know, I've got some friends um, that don't, you know, under don't um, agree with what I say. And I've got friends that do. And it's not about taking sides. It's that we all have different opinions. Um, And I'm sure some of my friends have different opinions. And that's okay, because we still love each other. The, The point of this post was about the mandate and how it's wrong. You shouldn't be forced to get something you don't want to get. Um, you know, like they, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just not, it's, it's, um, I don't even have words for it. <laughs> well, no, I un- I understand it. It is strange, and but there's a foundation to it, Jess, and that's that's kind of what I want to bring this to. There's a foundation to what you're saying there about that is right. First of all, I, I know as as a Christian, my job's not to convert anybody. I, I don't take a sword and do it like Islam uh, says to do it to certain people. Um, I don't try to apply it heavy handedly because I can't convert anybody. That's God's job to do. But I have a responsibility to tell them what God has said. Uh, and so what I do is I go to that foundation of Scripture. We can also, when we're looking at at least our laws in this land, you know, the Fourth Amendment really applies here. The Fifth Amendment applies as well because it talks about depriving people of liberty. And part of that liberty is uh, is saved. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody just dropped my ring off. Um, as part of the, the um, part of uh, the liberty that we have is bodily integrity. And the Fourth Amendment says, you know, that we're to be secure in our persons. That's the first thing it says. Uh, And it's talking about crime, uh, criminal activity. Well, how much more when you haven't even committed a crime? Then we go to places like this in the Scripture uh, that deal with certain things. Leviticus 17.11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Now, where does everybody think these vaccines end up? Yeah, they go into the muscles. I get it. Where do you think it ends up? It ends up in the blood. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if the life of the flesh is in the blood, why do we want to taint it? And then he says, I've given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. In other words, they were taking the animals, and the animals were bearing the punishment that the humans should have faced due to the wrath of God for their sin. And he says, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. And we're told that Christ's blood is what we are washed in. When we go over to Leviticus chapter 19, 
and verse, where was that? Yeah, 19. Chapter 19, verse 19. He says, You shall keep my statutes. Thou shalt not let thy cattle gender with a different kind, a diverse kind. Thou shalt not sow thy seed with mingled seed. Neither shall a garment mingled of linen and woolen come upon thee. In other words, he's he's got a principle there of not mixing things. And this is exactly what they're doing, Jess. They're they're taking and in, they're putting things into our bodies. We would never put we would never put mercury in our bodies. None of us would no. would crack open the therm, uh, thermometer and you know drink it. Uh, and they'll say, oh well, that's a different kind of mercury. Or none of us would eat a eat a soda pop can. Oh, we we put aluminum in there. It's a different kind of aluminum. Uh, we wouldn't put heavy metals in there. We w- certainly wouldn't put things like graphene oxide, parasites, diseases, and things like that inside our body knowingly. And yet, because the doctor says, hey, this is safe and effective, we go ahead and take it. And I, so I do think there's some principles there that, that are foundational for us to look at and say, look, our Creator gave us our body, and He gave us authority over our body as to what we put in, as to what we, well, as to what we put in. We don't determine what comes out, <laughs> but what we put in. <laughs> and so I think you're well within your rights to say, I don't want this. And especially since you've already went one step and taken it, I would I would strongly encourage you to trust the Lord and to say, look, I'm not taking another shot, and if I have to lose my job, I'll go find something somewhere else. I know that's a hard thing to say. That's just me, just as an encouragement to you. But we've got about a minute and a half here. I wonder if there's a, any final words that you would share with people as a result of your experience. Um, I, you know, after having the vaccine, I've, like as far as sickness wise, I've had headaches, um, for about a week now, like migraines. Um, it's just, it's not for everybody. And I would really encourage everybody to just do their research and make sure that, you know, of course, if you ask your doctor, your doctor's going to say, yes, 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 please take it because the risk of getting COVID is worse than the risk of, you know, an altercation from the vaccine, which is not all the time. So true. Um, so trust yourself, trust God, pray. Um, I feel like prayer is the, is the biggest part of that and knowing who you are in Christ. Okay. All right, Jess, we appreciate you taking time with us. And, uh, if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you after we close out the show here, guys, if there, if I can encourage anything and let me just reiterate something Jess mentioned about the, the vaccine not being approved. There was a vaccine that's approved that's not on the U.S. market. It's the one they're using in Israel. You know, the one that they're having all the problems with people falling over dead and adverse effects over there? That's the one they approved. And they're not going to put it on the market because they're still working under the EUA. And if they had approved the one they're giving out, Pfizer, if they approved the one they're giving out, according to attorney Robert Barnes, they have to remove all of the other vaccines off of the market because they already have one that works. Just think about that for a second. Look at the deception that the devil is giving because that's who's behind it. And it's all to get you to get this shot. Why do you need this shot for something so deadly that they got a mandate of vaccine for? We'll see you at 6 a.m., Lord willing. Adios. Adios.